Joe, what are we going to talk about today? I don't know. I told Cindy to plug into the master. And then I said that. I, he said, ask the master. And I said, I just did. So after we last last had our session and then we went up to Grand Prairie. No, we were in Grand Prairie when we saw them last. Okay. And on our way home, uh, we were driving down through. Um, the Rocky Mountains. We took, um, yeah, it's like a, you cut through the Rocky Mountains. So it's very beautiful, uh, quite a scenery. And we got to stay at some friend's house for the night. Yeah, some dancers <clears throat> that i known and Cindy has known for about 10 years. And while we were there, I gave them some bear root. They gave me some treat conch. And, Medicine <clears throat> exchange happened. Uh, it was really good because they needed what we had and we needed what they had. It was perfectly like, yeah. arranged. So they gave me wild mint tea, which I really like because it's natural. And Joe found this one area by a light word. He says it's growing like about five feet tall and you can pull it up and you get real lots of wild mint. But he was telling me where he found rat root so he can go picking rat root. And uh, they saw this really strange plant and April was thinking of taking it and planting it in her backyard because spirits kept going, well, you need to take this and bring it to your backyard and grow it. And we were bringing up bear root because I, I gave them half of what I, or about half of what I had because they really need and use it. And they work at the prison where they, they go in as elders and they teach the natives and other people a lot of stuff and how to heal and how to look at things and work with ancient knowledge to help themselves grow and release things and other stuff like that. So they take medicines in and they do ceremonies there. And so with the plant, uh, we're talking about, you know, getting bare root and um, there are some people I know and they said they know where bare root so we're going to go picking and then just yesterday we went to see an elder because Cindy is thinking of um, doing a vision quest and while we're there talking he brought up there's lots of bare root in this area he says oh all up in this hills here there's lots of bare root and he says it grows really big so I'm like hey right now I'm going to be going picking bare root I'm going to have like a couple of bags full of that this time so I don't have to buy it. April was looking at this plant and she said well we got to find elders and that so they'll teach us and show us where to go pick bear root and Cindy's like oh it's all over this place it's like everywhere and she's uh, April's like but what kind of plant what it is I don't so, know what it looks like and I said google it <laughs> and then the shock on her face was like I never thought of that she just thought she had to have a native teacher <laughs> where it was and what it looked like. So she Googled it and she said, oh, my God, that's that plant that was talking to me and told me to take it home with it. And I was going to plant it in my yard. So she was quite surprised at that she didn't listen to the voice. And it was what exactly what she needed. Yeah. So I, I in the fall, I think I'm going to connect with Joe in April so I can go medicine picking so I can have a lot of rat root and. They know a lot of other plants, and so when they're going harvesting, I think I'm going to connect with them and <clears throat> go picking a little bit. But on the way from there, we were coming this way, and we were going to go through this little town called Ebola. It's like a really small little place on the highway. If, if you blink, you're going to be past it. It's like you have to go down off the highway. There's an old hotel up here, and then there's a gas station. And if you go down, then you see the town a little lower and you can go by it quite quickly. And that's where my dad lived. He died about five years ago. And 
I told Cindy, hey, I want you to see where my dad lives. So we had the time we pulled in there and uh, I went to see my dad when I was around 30. I think I was just going on 30. It wasn't, I think I was 29 when I, he asked me to come and see him. And he had left when I was four years old. So I never really knew him. And when I went there, I met his son from his wife. And so he's my brother. And I told Cindy, yeah, my brother from another mother, because we both had the same father. And so we pull in there and I'm like, well, he might be here because I heard he inherited or had the house. So I go up the stairs and there's this dog growling and I'm like, uh, I'm not sure about this dog. And there's this big hammer on the, the, the steps. So I'm thinking, well, maybe I'll just pound on the steps with this to knock. And the door inside was open. The screen door was open. And I was standing there trying to figure out what to do. I didn't want the dog to bark, uh, bite me or bark. So then he was napping and he just jumps up and he turns on and he's staring at the door. And he's looking at me and he hears his dog. So he's coming towards me and He's looking at me and I'm like, Pat, because I hadn't seen him in 30 years. I'm staring and there's this guy, right? And he's looking at me and I can't quite see his face. And he's looking at me and he's like, you know, who's this guy calling me, calling my name? Because I got white hair now, right? It's 30 years later. And I'm like, Pat. And he's looking at me again. He comes out the door and he's got this really confused look on his face. And then I says, Joey. And he just goes, oh, and he comes over and just gives me this really big hug. And we end up sitting in the backyard and visiting for about 45 minutes or so. And he was hunting shortly before that. And he got moose meat. So he gave us this big roast to take home. So I was really happy. That was pretty cool because it, it really feels like there's a lot of endings and things going on. Even for Cindy, when we drove from Grand Crash down through Hinton and that because she stayed in that area. And it feels like there's something really big ending for both of us from the past. And I don't know, with my brother, there's something there. I'm not really sure yet that I'm asking the universe to reveal that. Cindy became aware of a lot of things on that drive through Hinton, so I'll pass it off to her. Well, about the vision quest. Uh, it's, the vision quest is, okay, uh, did any of you guys watch that documentary, Wake Up, with Jonas Elias? Okay, Ian did. So at the very end, he does a vision quest. Um, and it's four days and four nights alone, on the mountain so outside oh with <laughs> like literally right so so it's four days four nights alone in the woods with no water and no food and you're surrounded by a circle of prayers that you create in little bundles and with tobacco and then um certain material and then it's placed all around you and you don't leave this perimeter because that's your your protection and so when we met this woman in december she was talking about how they do that um here in penticton where we live and then i thought oh wow that's cool and i'm like i just felt like I wanted to do that. <laughs> so um, every time she would mention it, every time we would see each other, and I was like thinking about it, it's like, I want to do this because it's done in the right way, you could say, um, with sweat lodges before and after, and then there's people there, they're watching over you in essence. 
that the the ground is protected uh, you know they're they're praying and then uh, at the bottom of the hill and so there's there's people nearby but you are still alone um in in nature and uh so i wanted to do that so um i contacted uh the woman that was talking about it and i asked can i join <laughs> and it feels pretty good like he's really quiet about it he's not saying nothing and then <laughs> um i know there's protocol where you give tobacco when you ask so right before we left for the two-week journey i asked if i could I give give her tobacco and she says, no, don't give it to me. Give it to the elder that that runs it. Um, and then she called me and she says, you know, I don't mean to like she didn't know how to say it. But basically, I'm not part of their family. I'm not native. I'm not from this tribe. Um, I'm not even married into it. So they may not welcome me in there and I have to meet them. And then they're got to decide if I can go there because what they're doing is so it's like a heavy job is how they describe it um and i kind of like i'm like okay with it you know if i'm not meant to if they say no then i can't come and that's okay um but at the same time i'm like spirit if you want this to happen you're gonna make it happen um and there's not so much fear in me but i do know that there's a lot of preparation that needs to happen uh and it could happen in the next like three or four weeks and uh yeah so i met with the man last night and uh yeah and joe he was all quiet he's just like i'm not doing it she's doing it <laughs> he said that out of all the 10 years that i've taken to her ceremonies and everything she has never not once ever asked to do anything or wanted to do anything and all of a sudden she wants to do it so um when he said that it kind of dawned on me that yeah I didn't ever really want to do sun dances ceremonies or anything like that but the vision quest feels like it's something that I want to do and yeah if I do it we might not have meditation that week <laughs> so. so the thing is she's got to go and sit with the woman tonight because yeah. a man the elder he's like uh the woman have to decide so they're gonna have a meeting and a gathering tonight and so She's going to end up going there and sitting with the woman. And so I bought her some more tobacco to give to whoever the lead woman, woman is. And she'll probably bring medicine or something along with it as a gift. And then they'll hear her out and they'll make a decision if it's something they want to allow her to participate in. And then I told her, I says, it's up to you. After you do this, I don't know if Spirit's going to guide us there every year and for you to to do this but mm -hmm. basically in this in the vision quest you're praying you're asking about your life and your future and that's why we call it a vision quest because it's all about you it's not about a lot of people and other things you're you're praying and you're working with people but you might be getting shown things spirits different things come to you they reveal things to you and you're committed to this so your prayers like she'll do I think it's like 270 prayer ties or little cloth, little squares, and you put a piece of tobacco and you sit and you pray and you you do this on a, a string and you keep them all connected. It's about 270. And so when you sit in it, it's all around you. It's like all your different prayers, all the things you're asking for. And 
once you're inside that, there's like this sacred space and the spirits come to you and they talk and they share things and you just stay in this space. So she's going to connect with creator earth. And like I say, for four days, then I'll be down in the bottom. Basically they'll have me there and I'll be praying and doing things to help her. But then, I mean, I've been asking if, again, like I said, with my prayers, if I'm meant to do it, you're going to make it happen. You're going to show me that it's truly what's something I want to do or that I'm meant to do. Um, because we do see, we and I have seen the ego get so strong in other people where they think that that's their answer and they push ceremonies when it's not meant to happen for them because they have an agenda of the outcome that's going to it's like the reward that they're going to get for going through it and that's so common in the world and I don't want to be one of those people so I'm always really kind of reserved when it comes to having a spiritual experience because you don't know until you have it for yourself what it actually is if you have if you think you have an idea um and so it becomes like an, an agenda of the outcome of it it can interfere with you just being in that moment and letting spirit show you so i really try to just be here today um and one of the examples well when we were um, visiting with my cousin and her daughter, who's quite gifted, she was doing me a reading and she said that they want you to challenge yourself more, she said. So spirits speaking to her and they're telling me they want me to challenge myself more. And she's right. <laughs> There's a lot more that I can do to push myself but, um, to like, you know, level up, you could say. Um, if you don't take any action, and you just sit by and wait for everything to come to you, then, you know, it's a really slow process. There's a lot of things that we need to do, which is like reading books or learning new skills or, you know, stepping out of our comfort zone in order to have those new experiences. And it's like the new spirits to come in. Often Joel will suggest to people is to pray, to ask that your old spirit guides be released from around you. Let them go back out into the universe to go and teach others in the universe so that the new guides can come in. Um, and that's like an active desire that can build inside of you. And with your prayers and asking for that, um, things can shift and change. Your prayers are actions that you're taking. Uh, like, uh, when I started praying every day, every morning and every evening, things started to shift for me and no one's going to pray for me every day. <laughs> you know, it's like, I have to choose to want to do that for myself. Um, and then that was the same with uh, someone in the other group that we have where she is really gifted and she gets a lot of information, but she never shares anything in the groups. And she recognized that she needed to do that for her own growth. And uh, she challenged herself that she came back to us and said that um, she knows she needs to do this. And she's going to start um, expressing what she's picking up a lot more often because she wants the change. She wants the future. But then she recognized that she's being very passive with it coming to her. So, yeah, this vision quest coming up again. And I, I saw another psychic friend, um, another young woman. She's like 20 years old. and she was just plugged in and she's like, I see you going off on your own, like isolating yourself. <laughs> I was like, a vision quest is very isolating. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, cool. They want me to do this. I'm going to follow through whatever I got to do. 
So one of the things in the, <clears throat> a lot of people, um, when they come in contact with natives, they know we have different kinds of rituals and stuff where spirits come in. The spirits do a lot of things. Like while we're sitting with the medicine or the elder yesterday, and he was talking about how spirits came in and he had experiences. And because I told him I've done Sundance and I've been in this and that, and I've taken Simbi to a lot of stuff. So he knows all these ceremonies and he was sharing an experience with himself. And I know about spiritual piercing because I go through that. Uh, it's like when somebody's getting pierced at the Sundance and whether I'm there or not, I can feel them cutting into my, my chest and I can feel them inserting the, the sticks like they're gonna tie me to the tree. And, and I feel that no matter where I am, and there's one year I didn't go to the Sundance and when they were piercing people each time they did, I'd have this burning, like like they were slicing in and pushing these things in. And it's the spirits doing this to me. And he had this experience in the past at a ceremony. And so when he woke up, he had these big welts on his chest and they hurt for the whole four days. And when the ceremony ended, it went away and the welts went away but for that four days he was just in pain like he couldn't put on a t-shirt he couldn't wear anything because they were burning and hurting so bad because it was like he was every person in the Sundance who had pierced it was just like he could feel all of this stuff going on and we call it spiritual piercing I mean there's when they do the buffalo skulls you can feel when people get the in the back too and like I say spirits will do this to you when you're you know for whatever reasons in the ceremony if you're a medicine man or they're doctoring you or doing something so a lot of people understand this and they seek out natives because they believe they're going to have power and they don't realize it's the spirits doing everything <clears throat> you have to respect them and honor them because they're going to teach and guide you and they're going to do all kinds of things and they're just allowing you to use certain energies and do certain things while they work with you. So I never say I have power. I, I don't have anything. Everything is the creators. Everything that is ever created or anything that goes on comes from that source. And then there are um, higher beings that work with the creator that will come in and help me to do stuff. And it's them that's doing it. And I'm just... Uh, a conduit or whatever so these things go on and they help me i can't understand like i've asked them many times how this happens and they'll show me things but like i say it's through them these things happen so there's lots of people i know that are seeking power and they want to connect with natives they want to connect with ceremonies because they believe they will have power if they have a pipe or certain kinds of other things and they seek out different people trying to find this and cindy has been learning for 10 years and this is where she just wants to have her experience and then whatever spirits come in she'll they'll teach and show her things and stuff so that's where like she said she's not going in there for a lot of things she's going to have her experience when it's over it'll be her story to share and whatever comes in and so people get that distortion of power. I know a lot of people, they want to be around me because they believe they're going to get power if I give them something. 
And the part about ceremony is your prayers are ceremony. Every day is a ceremony, just being alive and experiencing all the magic that the universe is providing on a daily basis. You can have a ceremony with your prayers that you say, um, as well as this group that we're, when Joe Light is lighting the smudge and we are inviting the spirits in, it is a ceremony. So really you're participating on a weekly ceremony group is how I like to um, see it. I don't always see it this way or I haven't always seen it this way, but the more that I see that it's like, Hey man, if we're inviting spirits in, uh, what can happen? Like, it's like that curious question. It's like, can I have an experience just in this group today? Maybe, maybe quite possible. So um, maybe allow yourself to ponder that for yourself and invite in that experience. If your guides want you to have one, they'll give it to you. And if you ever need to talk about anything, curiosity outside of the group, you can always connect with us on email. Yeah, so you want to share a little bit about your Hinton experience or what, what you perceived or what went on? Oh, I don't know. Where are we at for the group? 1030. Um, okay, real quick. <laughs> Here's that story. It was like, so when I lived in Hinton, Alberta is when I um, left my husband. And so there was a huge transition point of my life. And when we lived there or when I lived there. And I used to take my dogs out for a walk at this one um, lake. Uh, it was the string of lakes. They were kind of separated into little pools. And uh, I couldn't remember the name of it as we were approaching it on the highway. I was like, oh, what's the name of that place? And then I was like, oh, it's something bathtub. And then I, I started asking that question, like, what is that name of that place, you know, and inside my head. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, it just, I heard the word Kelly inside my head, not with my ears, but inside my head. And I just blurted out, Kelly, it's Kelly's bathtub. And then I said, if it's Kelly's bathtub, that will be very interesting because I really did forget it. And then, so we get there, it's Kelly's bathtub. And I was like, holy crap, I can't believe I, like, where did that come from? And that's where I went. It's like, where did that come from inside my head? Is it that I had the knowledge already stored somewhere inside of me and that question of it just found that information? Was it spirit that told it to me? It's like, how did I access that, that name? Uh, and so that was one really big thought, uh, how everything is all around us at all times, what we want to know and if we're open enough to receive it. While I was at the the road stop i uh i could really feel an energy almost like a morning and a missing of what was and there was like i got this feeling where i could go one way or the other i could mourn it i could go oh i wish back then i would have done this or this or this um or i could just really look at it and be like okay that's the past and then moving forwards so there was just such an, uh, an energy that was really strong there saying what do you want and what do you choose? And I feel that we're always given choice every day, choice where we go in our thoughts, choice what we do with our feelings um, and the questions that we ask. And it's all up to you. And part of me, the energy was so strong. It wanted to pull me back into the past. And I was like, really almost wanted to create from that past energy because it was really strong. Um, but then I knew that that's not where I wanted to be. 
so I had to like really kind of pull it in sometimes and you know I was nice I, like it was nice to be quiet Joe gave me my space to be able to do that um which is helpful and then there's this one time when we're almost at the junction um I said oh up there on that hillside I used to uh I used to sit up at the top of that hillside and look at the mountain range and smoke a joint <laughs> and meditate that's what i would say and then joe was just like i used to be down at the bottom walking at the riverside and uh spirit told me to go down there and i would find someone and so he was down below and i was up above but we hadn't met each other but we kept getting drawn to the same spot obviously doing different things <laughs> yeah because they would always draw me from Edson up to Hinton and I'd say well where's the person I'm supposed to meet and where and sometimes they'd have me go to the store and I'd wander around looking at people in the store trying to see if there was somebody I'd connect to it was another time I drove up there about nine at night and I pulled over at this one spot and I lit a cigarette and I was there smoking and trying to figure out okay well where's this person and I was looking and I realized I had forgotten my lighter and I'm like, oh, I don't have a light. And the voice says, go into the hotel. I didn't know she worked in this hotel as a, a receptionist at night. And here I'm at nine o'clock parked outside this building she's working in. And I'm like, but I don't want to go in there and like go in there and ask for matches. And I'm like, I think I got something to light. So I open up and it's got one of those little lighters <laughs> I end up lighting my cigarette, not going in there and meeting her but she was still going through like divorcing her husband and she had to still go through this journey to Peru and then meet the guy that I worked for in Edson who told her, kept telling her when he was there, you have to come to Edson and meet my native friend, Joe. He's a medicine man. He, he, he said when he came back, he says, yeah, there's one girl. I had to keep telling her this, that she has to come and see you. And he says she lives up in Hinton. It was a year later that she came and, actually visited that's where we connected and became friends and after a year she decided well to start the relationship and that that's how everything came together but spirits would always draw me up there and while we were on that journey coming through Hinton and Cindy realized somewhere this voice or something gave her an answer and she was like where did it come from and she was like and all of a sudden it got really really big and you could feel the energy there and later i was talking to her i'm like that's from the universe that's from your oversoul that's from the creator these things come in and i'm like god is everywhere because we're using that uh lucia light too we had an experience on yeah. sunday they saw us after that okay. yeah so we were using that and i was trying to get her to understand that this is everywhere and you can go in and out of it but after a while you start realizing and it just is there and so we talked a lot on those different subjects on the way but for both of us it really felt like there was something in the past that was finished and released mm -hmm. there was a different kind of energy and for me inside it felt like something was unraveling releasing and i'm like okay whatever happened when i got to edson there's things gonna release so somewhere i'm gonna become conscious or see and understand things and we've asked to let the old go and releasing the past or you know certain things like that just like your old angels and such and it, it's a bit of a process so that's could be part of our process of um also like ending the old so that we can move forward into the future 
and the future is new and so it's kind of like hard to create the future if you're always functioning off of what you know because uh, that's old so welcoming in the new ideas and the new experiences the new spirit guides the new energy yeah for 10 years i've been with cindy i keep trying to say stuff like uh, your story is really important so whatever your experience and things that go on that's yours because somewhere she's going to share this somewhere that energy is going to come in and people will sit with her and it may help them to feel safe in this energy where they'll welcome that newness and allow those changes so i try to get her to experience and recognize these things because that energy stays with you it is something that's living it's something we're learning to step back into and it's very important to acknowledge and integrate those things so when they're ready they expand more they do more when you sit with people and share that it changes something in everyone and everything yeah and the awareness is really important if you don't know something somebody will show up and like I say, present something to you. And the universe is always testing your curiosity to see where you're willing to go into the unknown. And if you're really open, there's so many things that will come and go in and out of your life. That's why I like saying it's the great mystery. It's, it's just beyond. It, it's mind-boggling. And it's, it's so beautiful in so many ways that sometimes there's not even words to express it. And so... I'm always open to all of that, and I think Cindy is too in her own curiosity. I mean, she's had her way of feeling safe navigating these strange things because I opened up a big, crazy world when I came into her life 10 years ago, and I've tried to take her through many things, and I told her stuff, and now she's experienced it, and She's at that point where she feels safe. She can go into it. And spirit always says, allow her to choose. So I've never tried to tell her what she needed to do or how. So it's going to be interesting if tonight they allow her to be a part of this. It's like, I don't want to look into it. I just want things to play itself out and see where things go. And if we're meant to be there, then we'll be there and we'll go through the process. And I think Cindy, after that, will probably take a bit of time to self-analyze because many things go on in it. And like I say, it changes who you are. It, it opens a, a beautiful space to head into the future. And it just gives you more confidence in things. But the trusting of the universe because it is the unknown every time you do these things every time you study something new you're opening something that's unknown and how much will you allow those loving beings around you that have always been there to guide you through it even sometimes when it is a little strange have you done a vision quest yourself joe yeah on on his own though too right it wasn't there wasn't the sweat lodge or someone watching out for him he just went sat in the woods <laughs> many many times i because in ancient times the way the natives did when you were 13 or 14 uh they would ask you or you they would prepare you ahead of time and a child 13 or 14 they would go to a place where there was a vision quest at a certain time and they would choose and they would just go off 
they would do their prayers and everything and they would sit and ask to see if there was things in the future they needed to know. And so I choose to go and do that because it's an ancient way and shamans and spiritual people have been doing that. Even Buddhist monks and that, they'll go into a cave for a long period of time and then they'll come out uh, preachers. They go in sabbaticals and they go different parts of the world and they go to these places where it's absolute quiet and they can stay in a room for even two weeks if they want it. You can go to monasteries and places all over the world that have these kinds of practices. And people go to these places and they commune and they pray and they just try to connect with the divine to see if there's something there to be shown or there's something there that's important and let that come through and just trust in it. So the last time I did the vision quest on my own, uh, Cindy was going to what what town was it? Rock. No, Grand Forks. Grand Forks, she was just going to start working there. And I talked to a friend who had uh, property up in Rock Creek, way up on top of a mountain. And I asked for permission if I could go up there and do a vision quest. And they said, sure. So Cindy was driving to work and I sat up there for four days without food and water, praying and doing stuff. And at that time, there was a little earthquake. It was very interesting because I was facing the sun and I was praying and I was talking to the sun and I was asking different things and and then I closed my eyes and sit there for a while to see if I'd receive answers and then I'd sing and chant and do stuff and then the voice inside me said lay down put your ear on the earth now that was really strange and I'm so sitting there and so I do lay down and I hear this strangest sound and I'm like what is this and then all of a sudden there was a little earthquake and the, the earth dropped I could feel the earth literally shift. Mm -hmm. And so when I had done the vision quest and I came out and I had this experience and I was like, that's the weirdest sound because I could hear it inside the earth. I'd never heard that before. And there was a certain frequency and stuff. So when I came out, Cindy is like, there was an earthquake. Did you feel it? And I'm like, yeah. And I told her that like where I was sitting, the earth literally went down. So it was very, very interesting that had gone on. But I have gone and done vision quests on my own and I pray a long time before I go and do it. I talk to my spirits and guides and everything. And I'm very, like I go deep, 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 deep in. I get very serious about it because I want something really big. I want something that I feel I can carry into the future and help people with. So when they bring this stuff to me, it's something very important. Has anyone gotten that book, Unveiled Mysteries? Okay, because in it, he goes into the mountains and then he comes across a jaguar, I yeah. think. And then he was like, not sure if he should be afraid of the jaguar or not. And it's like, there's lots of animals out there. And there's this that moment where it's like, do I, how do I go beyond my fear of this wild animal? Um, and that's also part of certain fears and tests that you go through, I'm sure, with being on a vision quest. Yeah. yeah they always test you it's Spirit always, always something because they want to see if you're gonna step forward and really trust the biggerness of creator and the light in the future what you came here to do and all this other stuff so for everybody it's different and it's always good if you're going to go and do something like this connect with really spiritual people you know who really care about you and that will pray and ask that you're protected and they will do their part 
in their prayers and that to assist in different ways. That's why they do it in groups when they do vision quests. And that's why I'm glad Cindy is doing this because <clears throat> it's not something she's ever done before. And having us all there and praying and doing stuff and other people making sure things are good uh, is a really good way to start it. And if you guys want to do something like that, because you could even sit in a dark room for a couple of days and tell the universe beforehand while you're doing it all and um, even let me know and, and I'll pray and do different things to ask guides and things to come in and make sure you're okay and everything like that. Okay. okay. I'm going to ask the universe to come in, calling the creator, the light force of all things. I said to come in and fill up your home, your everything around you, to bless your computer, bless your body, your auric fields, your chakras. Connecting with your oversoul, coming down through your body, coming into your head and activating that energy in your head that's connected to the God source, going down into the chest, connecting with that, opening up the heart chakra, going down into the hara or the dantan, the power point, and connecting into the earth. And asking the universe to send in the guides, the angels, the teachers, the helpers, all the different spirit beings, the ancestors that love you to come in and fill your home and be a part of this process. Also protecting you and your loved ones. Also bringing change, healing and blessings to everybody and to your future. And call up the Earth Mother. Ask her to be with us in all of this. Calling her children, the four leg, two leg, wing ones, three ones, feather ones, standing people, rock people, sky people, water people. And then we ask the brotherhood, the universal beings, star brothers, star sisters, come in. There's beings that live inside the earth that are also very loving and ancient to also be a part of this. We ask them to unite, work with us in the highest good, to channel, heal, bless, bring things through for all of us and for anyone that may watch this video or stuff that we need in the future. They're already looking into to bless us and bring these things in, protecting, guiding, teaching us. And then we call in the spirits of the East, the ones that come in in the morning to be a part of our day. Spirits of the South also come in and be a part of it. Spirits of the West in the evening. Spirits in the North when we go to sleep. Ones who watch over and protect us while we're in dream time. Who know us and love us. The ancient ones. The ones with all kinds of knowledge and blessings. We ask them to be here with us. And I'll pass it off to Cindy. All right. Um allowing that golden light that is that infinite energy of all creation fill you and flow freely through you it's god's love it is that infinite wisdom allowing it to flow through you to each person in the group connecting us all together sending it to zarina banya cindy womack elaine ian Joe and Cindy Edson. Focusing the, these blessings on the group as a whole. And if there's an important message that wants to come through you for the whole group, let that happen. Mm -hmm.